Welcome to the Corona of Thorns. I'm Father Peter Swans, and today is Holy Saturday. Today we celebrate the Easter Vigil. There'll be so many familiar parts of the Easter Vigil which we won't celebrate. The blessing of the fire, the preparation of the Paschal Candle, the entrance of the Paschal Candle into the darkened church, and the sight of its flame spreading throughout the church. We'll miss the proclamation of the Exultet, that great hymn proclaiming the works of God. But we will celebrate the Liturgy of the Word. We'll have three readings from the Old Testament proclaiming the works of God, and then we'll hear from St. Paul, and finally the great proclamation of the Gospel, the good news that Christ indeed is risen. Though we won't be able to witness the baptism of catechumens into the Church today, we will renew our own baptismal promises, and we'll conclude with a spiritual communion. Though we cannot celebrate the Easter Vigil in its full form, Jesus is truly risen. Jesus is the conqueror of sin and death. And no virus can dampen that good news. Let's pray. A reading from the book of Genesis. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. God said, Let us make man in our own image, in the likeness of ourselves, and let them be masters of the fish of the sea, the birds of heaven, the cattle, all the wild beasts, and all the reptiles that crawl upon the earth. God created man in the image of himself. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them, saying to them, Be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth and conquer it. Be masters of the fish of the sea, the birds of heaven and all living animals on the earth. God said, See, I give you all the seed-bearing plants that are upon the whole earth, all the trees with seed-bearing fruit, This shall be your food. To all wild beasts, all birds of heaven, and all living reptiles on the earth, I give all the foliage of plants for food. And so it was. God saw all he had made, and indeed it was very good. Evening came and morning came, the sixth day. Thus heaven and earth were completed with all their array. On the seventh day, God completed the work he had been doing. He rested on the seventh day after all the work he had been doing. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Lord, send out your spirit and renew the face of the earth. Lord, send out your spirit and renew the face of the earth. Bless the Lord, my soul. Lord God, how great you are clothed in majesty and glory, wrapped in light as in a robe. Lord, send out your spirit and renew the face of the earth. You founded the earth on its base to stand firm from age to age. You wrapped it with the ocean like a cloak. The waters stood higher than the mountains. Lord, send out your spirit and renew the face of the earth. You make springs gush forth in the valleys. They flow in between the hills. On their banks dwell the birds of heaven. 
From the branches they sing their song. Lord, send out your spirit and renew the face of the earth. From your dwelling you water the hills. Earth drinks its full of your gift. You make the grass grow for the cattle and the plants to serve man's needs. Lord, send out your spirit and renew the face of the earth. How many are your works, O Lord? In wisdom you have made them all. The earth is full of your riches. Bless the Lord, my soul. Lord, send out your spirit and renew the face of the earth. Let us pray. Almighty ever-living God, who are wonderful in the ordering of all your works, may those you have redeemed understand that there exists nothing more marvellous than the world's creation in the beginning, except that at the end of the ages Christ our Passover has been sacrificed, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of Genesis. God put Abraham to the test. Abraham, Abraham, he called. Here I am, he replied. Take your son, God said, your only child, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah. There you shall offer him as a burnt offering on a mountain I will put out to you. When they arrived at the place, God had pointed out to him. Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood. Then he bound his son, Isaac, and put him on the altar on top of the wood. Abraham stretched out his hand and seized the knife to kill his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven. Abraham, Abraham, he said. I am here, he replied. Do not raise your hand against the boy, the angel said. Do not harm him, for now I know you fear God. You have not refused me, your son, your only son. Then looking up, Abraham saw a ram caught by his horns in a bush. Abraham took the ram and offered it as a burnt offering in place of his son. The angel of the Lord, Abraham, a second time from heaven. I swear by my own self, it is the Lord who speaks, because you have done this, because you have not refused me, your, your son, your only son. I will shower blessings on you. I will make your descendants as many as the stars of heaven and the grains of sand on the seashore. Your descendants shall gain possession of the gates of their enemies. All the nations of the earth shall bless themselves by your descendants as a reward for your obedience. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Keep me safe, O God. You are my hope. Keep me safe, O God. You are my hope. O Lord, it is you who are my portion and cup. It is you yourself who are my prize. I keep the Lord ever in my sight. Since he is at my right hand, I shall stand firm. Keep me safe, O God. You are my hope. And so my heart rejoices, my soul is glad. Even my body shall rest in safety. For you will not leave my soul among the dead nor let your beloved know decay. Keep me safe, O God, you are my hope. You will show me the path of life, the fullness of joy in your presence, at your right hand, happiness forever. Keep me safe, O God, you are my hope. 
Let us pray. O God, Supreme Father of the faithful, who increased the children of your promise by pouring out the grace of adoption throughout the whole world, and who through the paschal mystery make your servant Abraham father of nations, as once you swore, grant, we pray, that your peoples may enter worthily into the grace to which you call them. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. A reading from the book of Exodus. The Lord said to Moses, Why do you cry to me so? Tell sons of Israel to march on. For yourself, raise your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea and part it from the sons of Israel to walk through the sea on dry ground. I, for my part, will make the heart of the Egyptians so stubborn that they will follow them. So shall I win myself glory at the expense of Pharaoh, of all his army, his chariots, his horsemen. And when I have won glory for myself at the expense of Pharaoh and his chariots and his army, the Egyptians will learn that I am the Lord. Then the angel of the Lord, who marched at the front of the army of Israel, changed station and moved to their rear. The pillar of cloud changed station from the front to the rear of them and remained there. It came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel. The cloud was dark and the night passed without the armies drawing any closer the whole night long. Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. The Lord drove back the sea with a strong easterly wind all night and he made dry land of the sea. The waters parted, and the sons of Israel went on dry ground right into the sea, walls of water to right and to left of them. The Egyptians gave chase. After them they went right into the sea, all Pharaoh's horses, his chariots, and his horsemen. In the morning watch, the Lord looked down on the army of the Egyptians from the pillar of fire and of cloud and threw the army into confusion. He so clogged their chariot wheels that they could scarcely make headway. Let us free from the Israelites, the Egyptians cried. The Lord is fighting for them against the Egyptians. Stretch out your hand over the sea, the Lord said to Moses that the waters may flow back on the Egyptians and their chariots and their horsemen. Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and as day broke, the sea returned to its bed. The fleeing Egyptians marched right into it, and the Lord overthrew the Egyptians in the very middle of the sea. The returning waters overwhelmed the chariots and the horsemen of Pharaoh's whole army which had followed the Israelites into the sea. Not a single one of them was left. But the sons of Israel had marched through the sea on dry ground, walls of water to right and to left of them. That day, the Lord rescued Israel from the Egyptians, and Israel saw the Egyptians lying dead on the shore. Israel witnessed the great act that the Lord had performed against the Egyptians, and the people venerated the Lord. 
they put their faith in the Lord and in Moses, his servant. It was then that Moses and the sons of Israel sang this song in honour of the Lord. Let us sing to the Lord, he has covered himself in glory. Let us sing to the Lord, he has covered himself in glory. I will sing to the Lord, glorious his triumph. Horse and rider he has thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength, my song, my salvation. This is my God and I extol him, my father's God, and I give him praise. Let us sing to the Lord, he has covered himself in glory. The Lord is a warrior, the Lord is his name. The chariots of Pharaoh he hurled into the sea. The flower of his army is drowned in the sea. The deeps hide them, they sank like a stone. Let us sing to the Lord, he has covered himself in glory. Your right hand, Lord, glorious in its power. Your right hand, Lord, has shattered the enemy. In the greatness of your glory, you crushed the foe. Let us sing to the Lord, he has covered himself in glory. You will lead your people and plant them on your mountain. The place, O Lord, where you have made your home. The sanctuary, Lord, which your hands have made. The Lord will reign forever and ever. Let us sing to the Lord, he has covered himself in glory. Let us pray. O God, who by the light of the New Testament have unlocked the meaning of wonders worked in former times, so that the Red Sea prefigures the sacred font and the nation delivered from slavery foreshadows the Christian people. Grant, we pray, that all nations, obtaining the privilege of Israel by merit of faith, may be reborn by partaking of your Spirit. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Having passed through the Old Testament, we now come to their fulfilment in Christ Jesus. And as we turn our attention toward the Lord, the candles on the altar are lit and we proclaim our great hymn of praise. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you, we give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, Heavenly King, O God, Almighty Father. Lord Jesus Christ, Only Begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. Let us pray. O God, who make this most sacred night radiant with the glory of the Lord's resurrection, stir up in your church a spirit of adoption, so that renewed in body and mind, we may render you undivided service through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. 
When we were baptised in Christ Jesus, we were baptised in his death. In other words, when we were baptised, we went into the tomb with him and joined him in death, so that as Christ was raised from the dead by the Father's glory, we too might live a new life. If in union with Christ we have imitated his death, we shall also imitate him in his resurrection. We must realise that our former selves have been crucified with him to destroy this sinful body and to free us from the slavery of sin. When a man dies, of course, he has finished with sin. But we believe that having died with Christ, we shall return to life with him. Christ, as we know, having been raised from the dead, will never die again. Death has no power over him anymore. When he died, he died, once and for all, to sin. So his life now is life with God. And in that way, you too must consider yourselves to be dead to sin, but alive for God in Christ Jesus. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Gospel of the Easter Vigil is the Gospel of Gospels, the greatest news that Christ has conquered death, and so it is met with an extended acclamation. Alleluia, 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 Alleluia. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his love has no end. Let the sons of Israel say, his love has no end. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord's right hand has triumphed, his right hand raised me up. I shall not die, I shall live, and recount his deeds. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The stone which the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This is the work of the Lord, a marvel in our eyes. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. After the Sabbath, and towards dawn on the first day of the week, Mary of Magdala and the other Mary went to visit the sepulchre. And all at once there was a violent earthquake, for the angel of the Lord, descending from heaven, came and rolled away the stone and sat on it. His face was like lightning, his robe white as snow. The guards were so shaken, so frightened of him, that they were like dead men. But the angel spoke, and he said to the women, There is no need for you to be afraid. I know you are looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here, for he has risen, as he said he would. Come and see the place where he lay. 
Then go quickly and tell his disciples, He has risen from the dead, and now he is going before you to Galilee. It is there you will see him. Now I have told you. Filled with awe and great joy, the women came quickly away from the tomb and ran to tell the disciples. And there, coming to meet them, was Jesus. Greetings, he said. And the women came up to him and, falling down before him, clasped his feet. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers that they must leave for Galilee. They will see me there. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. This year, we have Matthew's account of the resurrection of Jesus from the tomb. And Matthew's account contains an interesting little detail. And when you use your imagination to picture it, it becomes quite a moving moment. Listen to this. All at once there was a violent earthquake. For the angel of the Lord, descending from heaven, came and rolled away the stone and sat on it. Now, if you use your mind's eye, you can picture this mighty angel coming down from heaven and effortlessly rolling this stone away and sitting upon it triumphant, as if it were nothing at all. He didn't even break a sweat. But when we think about the reality of this stone, it starts to take on more than just a practical meaning as the door which enclosed the tomb. You see, the stone has a deeper existential meaning. In Mark's gospel, as the women are walking towards the tomb, they're discussing between them who would roll the stone away. How would they get into the tomb in order to finish Jesus' burial rite? But this question about who would roll the stone away is more than just a question about the strength of the women and the size of the stone. It's a deeper question that gets posed by every human being in the face of death. We feel our powerlessness, our lack of strength. None of us can roll away the stone from our own tombs or from the tombs of our loved ones. And yet here we have the angel working with the power of God, just tossing it aside as if it were nothing, and then going to sit upon it like a wrestler waiting for the referee to count to three and call the match. It becomes such a definitive picture of victory when the stone having been rolled away reveals a tomb that is empty. It cannot contain the body of Jesus. And so now when we turn to the letter of St. Paul to the Romans, he reminds us that when we were baptized, that we were baptized in the Lord's death. In other words, he says, when we were baptized, we went into the tomb with him and joined him in death, so that as Christ was raised from the dead by the Father's glory, we too might live a new life. This becomes something very important for Paul. Because being baptized... Going into the waters of baptism is the death of our old life. Our old life that was subject to sin and death. And so, as baptised members of the body of Christ, we've joined him in his tomb. And what do we know about his tomb? The stone's been rolled away and the tomb will be left empty. 
And so Christ's resurrection becomes our sharing in his resurrection. That the emptiness of the tomb proclaims the emptiness of our tombs. And you can imagine how proud this mighty angel must have been simply to roll the stone away as if it were nothing. To roll the stone away to reveal Christ's victory and our victory. And so Paul continues, We believe that having died with Christ, we shall return to life with him. Christ, as we know, having been raised from the dead, will never die again. Death has no power over him anymore. When he died, he died once for all to sin. So his life now is life with God. And in that way, you too must consider yourselves dead to sin, but alive for God in Christ Jesus. Just like what God did with the Israelites on the shores of the Red Sea, he brought them into the waters of the Red Sea, not waters that bring death, but instead waters that lead to the promised land, waters that lead to freedom and to new life. And so this stone becomes a great sign of the victory of Christ. Artistic depictions of the stone usually show it as being round, like a disc. And I suppose it's understandable why that's the case. It's easy to roll something that's round. But to me, it also looks like a zero. And that's the score. Jesus won. Death, nil. But I think there's another meaning that we can place upon this stone. Because it's the stone that stands between the women and Jesus. And the power of God shifts it. Like it's nothing. And then the angel sits on top of it. A final humiliation for the obstacle. You know, St. Paul doesn't have much respect for the stone either. A little further on in the letter to the Romans, after the reading that we heard today, he says this, famous words, Nothing can come between us and the love of Christ. Even if we're troubled or worried or being persecuted or lacking food or clothes or being threatened or even attacked, these are the trials through which we triumph by the power of him who loved us. For I am certain of this, neither death nor life, no angel, no prince, nothing that exists, nothing still to come, not any power or height or depth, nor any created thing can ever come between us and the love of God made visible In Christ Jesus, our Lord. The stone is rolled away. The obstacle which stood between the women and Jesus is cast aside. And so we know in our lives too that there are our own shortcomings and our own weaknesses that hold us back from encountering Jesus. Maybe the obstacle is some kind of bad habit or addiction that we struggle to overcome. Maybe it's a difficult circumstance or trial which we're undergoing. Maybe it's a particular pain that we're finding it difficult to overcome or to move on from. But whatever the obstacle is, the power of God can shift it. And this is the great logic of the cross. The logic of the cross is that evil doesn't have its victory. 
and that in the hands of God, it can be transformed into new life. The obstacle, instead of being a stumbling block, becomes a stepping stone. And by the grace and power of God, the angel comes to sit on top of it, perch on top of it, showing that it has no power, that it adds up to a zero. Sometimes we can still be like the women walking towards the tomb, expecting to find a dead Jesus in it and not knowing how to move the obstacle. Imagining that the stone just won't budge, especially if it's been a long time trying, especially if we've been pushing against that heavy rock for years. But the proclamation today is that God is victorious, and it becomes the recovery of new hope for us. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. Nothing can stand in the way of us and the love of Christ. That obstacle deserves no respect, because the power of God can move it. And the meaning of that stone comes to be transformed. Death is now no longer something that we're frightened of. Death is something that we smile at because we know there's an angel sitting on top of it. Our weaknesses, our struggles, our burdens, our trials, our crosses. These are not the things under which we are crushed. But instead, these obstacles in the hands of God become signs of his victory. And so if we're feeling a bit beaten down, if coronavirus has taken away our hope, if the struggles of family, of work, and our own inner struggles are causing us to lose hope, then today is good news. At once there was a violent earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descending from heaven came and rolled away the stone and sat on it. Today is the day of good news, of renewed faith and strengthened hope that nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. St. Paul reminds us that it's through the waters of baptism that we enter the tomb with Christ in order to share in his victory over death. And so at the Easter Vigil, we renew our baptismal promises. Dear brothers and sisters, through the Paschal Mystery, we have been buried with Christ in baptism, so that we may walk with him in newness of life. And so, now that our Lenten observance is concluded, let us renew the promises of holy baptism, by which we once renounced Satan and his works, and promised to serve God in the Holy Catholic Church. And so I ask you, do you renounce Satan? I do. And all his works... I do. And all his empty show? I do. Do you believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth? I do. Do you believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was born of the Virgin Mary, suffered death and was buried, rose again from the dead, and is seated at the right hand of the Father? I do. Do you believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting? I do. 
And may Almighty God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has given us new birth by water and the Holy Spirit, and bestowed on us forgiveness of our sins, keep us by his grace in Christ Jesus our Lord for eternal life. Amen. At the Saviour's command, and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Let us welcome Christ into our hearts with an act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot, at this moment, receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Bow down for the blessing. May Almighty God bless you through today's Easter solemnity and in his compassion defend you from every assault of sin. Amen. May he who restores you to eternal life in the resurrection of his only begotten endow you with the prize of immortality. Amen. Now that the days of the Lord's Passion have drawn to a close, may you, who celebrate the gladness of the Paschal Feast, come with Christ's help and exulting in spirit to those feasts that are celebrated in eternal joy. Amen. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down on you and remain with you forever. Amen. Go in peace, Alleluia, Alleluia. Thanks be to God, Alleluia, Alleluia. Christ is risen. He is truly risen. Although we have been apart this holy week and we have been absent from the sacred triduum, I pray nonetheless that you have a very happy and blessed Easter. 
I pray that every obstacle will turn into a stepping stone to heaven, that every cross you carry may lead you one step closer to the resurrection. May God bless you and your loved ones today and always.